From Odyssey, I'm Lauren Berry, and this is the On Deadline podcast, where we take a closer look at stories from our radio newsrooms across the nation. Today, On Deadline is looking at the historic Iowa caucuses that will officially kick off the 2024 election season. It might be hard to believe because we hear about them all the time, but the real presidential campaigns haven't even started yet. The first official test begins in three weeks, when the remaining Republican presidential hopefuls fly to Iowa and the state holds the first caucus of the 2024 election period. All eyes will be on former President Donald Trump, who plans to appear at more Iowa campaign events in the first two weeks of January than in the last two and a half months combined. He's expected to host eight events and remain in the state on caucus night. Conventional wisdom says that the winner of the Iowa caucus is likely to be named their party's nominee, although that's not always the case. Since the Iowa caucus became the first to hold its event in 1972, it has boasted a 55% success rate at predicting which Democrat and a 43% success rate at predicting which Republican will eventually earn the nomination of their respective parties. As things sit, polls show that President Joe Biden is facing no real challengers, only a few lesser candidates. That puts Republicans in the spotlight this year. And since Trump has been dominating the polls, many believe he'll emerge victorious. That means it's his nomination to lose. To give more insight into the importance of the event and what it could mean for the upcoming election, here's Pat Powers, the news director at KQWC Radio in Webster City. He's been covering the event for the last 45 years. I'm sure that that you've had discussions over the past few months, maybe even weeks, uh, with people who live in your state. What do they tell you, those who are supportive of uh, Donald Trump, why do they say they are? I think they like his, uh, well, despite all the controversy he's seen, uh, they like how he handles uh, uh, foreign policy in a way, uh, trying to handle the economy. We saw the stock market jump up when he was elected uh, first time back in 2016. It was down, but it did come back up. But I think uh, the economy's on the minds of many people here in the state of Iowa right now. And if the election were to be held today in Iowa, I haven't seen any recent Iowa polls, but if, if there have been, uh, a contest between Joe Biden and Donald Trump, who wins? I would probably say it, it may be a, probably Donald Trump. That's that's kind of my guesstimate anyway. And, uh, well, of course, Biden coming in very close, but uh, it's all up to the voters to make their decision. I don't know if you knew this or not there, Charles, but in uh, the Democrats in Iowa, they're having a mail-in ballot for the caucuses. used to be in inside uh, these mm-hmm. recreation centers, uh, schools, churches, what have you, but uh, they're doing it by mail. And we won't know the results of the Democratic caucuses, not until Super Tuesday, which is March 5th. 2024. How would you explain the the overall mood of people in Iowa now? I would say probably leaning to the red, uh, to the Republican side. That's kind of my, my guesstimate anyway from what I've seen. Uh, the other day we had Vivek Ramaswamy uh, coming through uh, Webster City. He is making a nonstop visit to all 99 counties, but uh, this was his second time in Webster City. He was just there just a few weeks ago, and he was at a motel locally to kick off his latest campaign bus tour, and they had some students from Iowa State University. Nikki Haley's been coming from place to place, as well as uh, uh, Ron DeSantis too. So all these Republican candidates are going to be busy these next few weeks. Despite numerous indictments, criminal charges, and a laundry list of legal issues, Donald Trump remains atop every poll for Republicans. In fact, Trump's popularity has only continued to grow with every new issue he's faced. 
For example, last year after he was indicted, not once, twice, or three times, but four times, the former president saw a boost in donations to his campaign as supporters flocked to raise millions for his re-election efforts. Still, several Republicans remain locked in battle against the former president. They include former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie, former UN Ambassador Nikki Haley, current Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, and entrepreneur Vivek Ramaswamy. Republican political strategist Carl Calabrese says that the upcoming battle amongst Republicans will likely be head-spinning. He joined Odyssey to share more on what to expect. It's going to be a head-spinning year, I think, especially with the presidential race and all of the court challenges that are being sorted out right now. The Iowa caucuses are less than three weeks away. What are you thinking? I think, Susan, our heads have been spinning about politics since about 2016. It's just when you, you think things are going to slow down and maybe normalize, you know, another shoe drops. So it, it promises to be a you know real head spinning year this year on, on supercharged because uh, of the presidential election, all of the court challenges about, you know, Trump's name on the ballot, uh, plus you've got the Senate and the House up. Uh, so from an electoral standpoint, this is this is going to be a big year for people like me. This is our Super Bowl. So I'm kind of looking forward to it. Yeah, it sure looks like it. You know, on the 14th Amendment and these two states, Maine and Colorado, that have said that Trump is ineligible to be on their ballot. What do you think the Supreme Court does? I think and I hope the Supreme Court knocks this down, uh, both of them, and and issues a very clear warning that this cannot happen again. And I'm hoping, praying, that Justice Roberts is able to get at least one of those uh, liberal judges, maybe maybe more, along to go along with the ruling to make a very strong statement that this is a bipartisan issue that you cannot have. In the case of Maine, for example, an unelected Secretary of State, she was elected by the Democrats in the legislature, not by the, the body public. You cannot have somebody like that deciding on their own that that a person is ineligible to be on the presidential ballot. If you do that, if a Democrat state does that, I guarantee you in the future, Republican-controlled states will do it against a Democrat nominee. And when you get that happening, the republic begins to unwind. Okay, this is very, very dangerous. So I, I'm hoping and praying that the Supreme Court comes down on this real hard. They can do it in a bipartisan basis and send a clear message that this is just not allowable. And and I mean, you know, it's really funny. I, I heard, I've heard Democrats now for the last year or more talk about, you know, how the Republicans and MAGA are a threat to democracy. We heard it from County Executive Polencars the other day talking about, uh, I think he said, false or fake patriots spitting on the Constitution. What, what would you call this? What what would you call this effort by people to, partisan people, to remove a presidential candidate's name from the ballot? If that's not a threat to democracy, I don't know what is. No matter what happens at the Iowa caucus, one thing is for certain. The nation's voters are more divided by ideology than ever. An October survey from the Public Religion Research Institute found that nearly a quarter of Americans agreed that, quote, because things have gotten so far off track, true American patriots may have to resort to violence in order to save our country. That poll also found that 75% of Americans thought American democracy was at risk in the next election. KCBS radio political analyst Mark Sandalow shared more on the state of politics in the United States ahead of Iowa. The campaign trail is about to get a lot busier as we head into a presidential election year. GOP primary voting is getting started. 
Where do you think things will stand? Yeah, Happy New Year to to both of you. I mean, you ever? I mean, I, I know I'm not the only one who wakes up here, you know, the day after New Year's, thinking all those things that I told myself in December. Oh, you know, I'm going to get to that over the break. Over, over I'll get to that. And suddenly it's January second. Realize, you know what? Not much has changed. And in fact, not much has changed. I mean, let's start. Let, let's before we get to the primary, start with Congress. Congress has deadlines coming up in just two weeks to stop a government shutdown. They put this off in September. They put it off in November. Well, they have the whole holiday break to sort of figure things out. No sign anything has changed at all. January 19th is the day, their deadline. But before that, we have Trump lawyers in court all this week uh, arguing that he is immune from prosecution because when he was urging people to do things on January 6th, he was immune from prosecution because he was president. That's a case that's going to be argued in court this week and next. And then we have a Republican presidential debate next week, which may be down to just a couple of candidates because Trump is not expected to participate. And then the one thing that deadline or not is not going to change, 13 days from now, Iowa kicks off with the Republicans, Martin Luther King Day with the Republican caucus. And then eight days after that, it's New Hampshire. So, I mean, there's almost every single day in January, it figures to be a big political move. And to get back to your original question, where do things stand? They stand exactly where they did before we went away in terms of the polls. Trump is still comfortably ahead, but Nikki Haley is now pushing uh, Ron DeSantis for second place. Trump, uh, definitely the man to beat. Uh, what do you expect in Iowa? It, you know, it's very odd to me that they would do, that they, me, Iowa, would do this on Martin Luther King Day. I mean, it's, a, it's a federal holiday in recognition of the civil rights leader, but it requires people to show up at the polls. The most diehard people are the ones who show up in Iowa. It's not, you know, no voting in advance. It's this caucus system. And last time Trump sort of blew this thing off and said, you know, I'm not going to bother with it because I'm not going to win there. He's not doing that this time. If there's going to be anybody, Nikki Haley, Ron DeSantis, who is going to stop Trump, we will see signs of it in 13 days. Polls suggest right now that's not going to happen. But as you suggest, I mean, Iowa is kind of an outlier because of the caucus system and because only the most fiery people show up for them. Uh, that's absolutely true. And, you know, when and again, this is sort of cursory, but you look at the clips you see from rallies, who has the most fired up people? They may not be a majority of Americans, but the most fired up political folks right now are those people who love Donald Trump right or wrong. And the question is, will opposition to that show up in January for, you know, for the other candidates? Uh, what about New Hampshire? Chris Christie still stand in it? Yeah, so that's the place where, you know, New Hampshire, that sort of that northeast, more proper politics. Trump is not nearly as liked there. And there are a lot of people who say that if only Christie and Nikki Haley would join forces as an anti-Trump team, maybe they could knock him off. It's easy for outsiders to say that because they're telling Christie, get out of the race so that everyone votes for Haley. Uh, Chris Christie's not willing to do that, at least not at this point. While Democrats and Republicans disagree on many topics, when it comes to what Americans want their next president to do, they actually tend to agree. Recent polls show that voters want someone who can deftly handle foreign policy and the economy. A survey from the Associated Press and NORC's Center for Public Affairs Research found that four out of 10 Americans thought foreign policy was the biggest question starting this year. The poll also found that 25% said economic issues were a top problem, compared to just 5% a year ago. On top of that, 76% of U.S. adults said that they want the government to address economic issues in the upcoming year. Will the Iowa caucus produce the candidate who'll be able to solve these issues? Well, we'll have to wait and see. This show is produced by Joe Heaty, Christy Strauser, Myron Kaplan, and Bill Smee. 
I'm Lauren Berry, and I want to say thanks for listening to On Deadline, Odyssey's serving of a top news story just for you. Subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcasts to stay informed.